Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think? You don't You don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the Bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why well, don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you it's are. Mike I'm not. Yes, you and are. the Bulldog. No, on WGR Sports Radio 550. I saw a stat on the Jets that I wanted to bring up. Jets at Dolphins this week. AFC Player of the Week, Offensive Player of the Week, Zach Wilson. Let's go. The New York quarterbacks were the Players of the Week. Yes. Tommy. What Ch- were the odds? Tommy Chicken Cutlets and uh, Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson were the Players of the Week. They had to... Like, you could have picked somebody else for either one of those awards, maybe. Sure, yeah. When you have a chance to put the Jets and the Giants quarterbacks, (laughs) who've been, you know, (laughs) who is Tommy DeVito? And Wilson, rather, was was done. Uh, And incredibly, they're both starting and winning and just weird. That stat about, that other stat about uh, the New York teams in prime time over the last few years and how they have this incredibly bad record. In night games, the only win in a long time was the Jets' win over the Bills mm-hmm. in Week One, <clears throat> but the Giants just did it. Right, that's right. Yep. Anyway, I saw from football guys only three quarterbacks as they get ready to face Miami this week have thrown for more than two fifty in a game against the Jets, and Allen is one of them. Allen hurts and Prescott. This... I, I don't think anybody got to three hundred either. Right. Yeah, for a while. Was it maybe when I, I can't remember if it was when the Bills played them the second time, but there was this this, this stat going around how the only touchdown they they hadn't allowed a touchdown pass to a wide receiver since week one. Diggs caught a touchdown in week one, and whenever the I think it was around the time the Bills played them the second time, they hadn't allowed a touchdown pass to another receiver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's bonkers. That's right. Well, we'll see what Miami can do off their loss. I mean, what a terrible loss that Dolphin defeat to Tennessee was. Just really shocking. Not just that they lost it all, but of course with the lead like they had it. So we're waiting to hear from Steve Largent. We haven't yet. The plan was for him to give us a call at this time, and hopefully he still will. We don't have as much time as we'd like sort of set aside for this. Sal's coming up in about 15 minutes, a little more, to talk about uh, the bills and the injuries and everything. Looking forward to, uh, to Sunday. You and I have both looked up Steve Largent's uh, bio. We're yeah. ready. We're ready. Yes, yes. He was one of my favorites. I was planning to tell him 
for now, I'll just tell you. You've said many times about Bob Chandler mm-hmm. and how when you're playing football in the yard or anything or on the street, you know, getting two feet down, toe tapping at the right. curb or whatever. Yep. You're doing Bob Chandler. Yeah, we would we would stand there with our feet at the curb and fall catch the ball falling into the grass between the curb and the sidewalk. Like that was the Chan, Chan play the Chan play was what we called it. Just running out and fall into the grass. For me, that would have been Steve Largent yeah. uh, doing that because I was into Seattle growing up. Bills too, but Seahawks were kind of my team. And um, this was he was the man, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, Zorn sure. and Dave Craig. Yeah. So I was going to mention you know, to you and to him, like he's m- my version of Bob yeah, Chandler. Yeah, right, right. And Chandler's a little before my time. Like Chandler was a Raider when I started oh, watching okay. sure. the Bills. Yeah. The 80 Super Bowl, mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. he's in that game. So, you know, guys from your past that uh, you remember doing amazing things. Seahawks had a playoff win in the Orange Bowl when the Bills like could never win in the Orange Bowl, and Seattle went there and beat them in an upset when I think Marino's rookie year that same year the Bills won there that year too. Okay, against Marino's first start was a Bills win at the Orange Bowl after back I think when, it was seventeen years back when they, the Seahawks were in the AFC. The Seahawks were in the AFC. So the show over sounded older. And yes, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, they started in the NFC for one year. Really? And Tampa was I, in the AFC. I don't remember that at all. Their first years as expansion team, 76. Okay. One year in their respective conferences, and then the next year they flipped. Huh. That must have been, I'm assuming that was geographically motivated. I don't know. Maybe. AFC West. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. The NFC Central, that's where Tampa ended up. NFC Central. That's not very central. No, no, not really. But although at least it's Dallas. on the it's on the west coast of Florida, at least. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you <laughs> you that have going, that. You got that going for him, I guess. How do you feel about Austin Eckler tonight? Uh maybe you haven't given it a lot of thought? I no, I honestly no, I have not. I did I did have to I I had no idea Keenan Allen was hurt. Out. Um so I, 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 I don't know if I saw something alluding to that and went looking for the lineup because he's, you know, he's, he's been kind of a horse for the old Tunsil's gas mask. So I, I did have to spend a little time, you know, moving stuff around. Uh, but yeah, I haven't thought a lot about, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a, my usual parlay action, and I, I think there's an Eckler and a Jacobs touchdown in the under. Is what I'm on. And, and somebody, I think Jacobs is out. No. I think he's expected to miss. Oh, thank yeah. you for telling me that. What happens when that happens? I think if I think you get it back. A guy doesn't play they the if, if if I'll go look and see if I can even cancel it or you know buy you know take the cash out right now for what I put in. Um which is the usual $1000 which is what I put in all my bets. Uh Yes, of course. But um if it just stands they will just usually void it. So like take that out of the parlay mix and like give you the rest of it so if it was a four-leg thing that just void that part of it mm-hmm. your odds go down but you still get the bet if if you don't you know get out of it i haven't seen it official okay on jacobs like it is on keenan allen yeah, i did not know that but All he's right. hurt zamir white might be they have amir abdullah and they have zamir white who played ahead of james cook at georgia would okay. be at least get some work tonight maybe they'd split it i don't know i haven't heard yep. anybody say what they think like that they know, they know what the All raiders right. are going to do but, yeah, I mean, Chargers did it again this year with just mm-hmm. these stupid losses and 
Staley always being criticized for one thing or another. Then Justin Herbert goes down last week, so you know he's he's under contract. They they paid him, Herbert, and that may, that's fine. You know that's sure. probably the right call. But they got off of a team off a season where they got in last year, and then a horrendous playoffs playoff loss anyway in Jacksonville last year. What a lost season for for that team. Boy, just a really tough place to be after you've played after you've paid the quarterback that contract. I mean, it happens. I mean, no, nothing's permanent. Um, and, you know, there's been plenty of discussion here uh, about McDermott's future. Uh, but, you know, we're already a few years into Allen graduating to the contract. I mean, it, you know, he got it two summers ago already. Uh, Herbert just got the money, and they look like they're going to start over. And that's tough. I mean, you, you can, you know, probably rehabilitate in a hurry uh, because you've got the quarterback in place. I mean, they're probably going to need to pay some attention to the receiving core because it's aging and injured. I mean, Allen and, and Mike Williams and whatnot. So they have to do some do some work there. But um, I would expect they're going to ha- they're going to hire a new coach there when this season ends. I would think so. All right. Well, we were unsuccessful in bringing you uh, Steve Larger. We'll try to do that on a different day. The uh, <laughs> The office is is buzzing. I went out there during the break, you know, 10 minutes ago or so, and walked back in and saw our boss and said, there's almost a disconcerting number of people out there. <laughs> it's just like, it's not been... I, I don't know. Like, it's not been that many people here in four years, maybe. This party is always sort of the same thing. It's here... Clients come in, they like to look at us, I guess, through the windows and see nice. see the radio stations at work. So this party's always held here, and, you know, I, I've been to 15 of them, whatever. Mm-hmm. So have you. But I do not remember, I told you the other day, like, the work that I'm seeing be put in to this, uh, this party is uh, at a higher level than I've ever seen before. Well, I think that might be largely because it hasn't happened since... 2019, I, I think, right? We haven't had this since the pandemic broke, right? I'm pretty sure. So We have only a few minutes, but let's bring on our guest, Steve Largent. <laughs> it's a thrill to do that. Steve Largent with us here on the West Her Hotline. Mike and Chris here. Steve, thanks for fitting us in. Hey, Mike and Chris. Sorry I uh, missed my time. I was told 4 o'clock and it was 3 o'clock. Oh, 4 o'clock our time. Hey. That happens to me. That happens to me. That's good. Sorry about that. That's all right. We want to give you a chance to talk about the the, the cause that you're involved in here, too. I know the Pork Rind Appreciation Day is a part of it. We've had other former NFL greats join us over the years, Billy Johnson uh, being one to talk about gridiron greats and more. So why don't we just sort of ask you, if you would, Steve, to we'll give you the floor so you can do that. Well, the gridiron greats was formed by uh, Mike Ditka, uh, when he was coaching for the uh, uh, Chicago Bears, and uh, just really a great cause. He he's really was he saw how many players uh, really in the later years that didn't have money for uh, medical supplies or or checkups or things like that, and uh, he he started this uh, effort to help fund these guys that really didn't didn't make a lot of money in the NFL. I mean, I think the average salary. Uh, when I came into the league in 1976, uh, for rookies was like $23,000 or something. So it wasn't a lot of money, and, and a lot of guys uh, played their entire career and never made $100,000. So uh, we're trying to you know, start this effort. I'm trying to help Mike Ditka uh, in this effort to uh, raise some money for guys just to get – 
their health checked, uh, to have different you know, surgeries if they need them. And uh, these guys have really taken a lot of punishment, and, and uh, it shows now. And so we're just trying to, to help them. And, and this is something that nobody else had ever thought of. Uh, until Mike Ditka started this effort of uh, the Gridiron Greats Assistance Fund. Reminds me of talking to Joe DeLavalier. I was just going to tell Steve, we used to be very tight with, with Joe D. Um, he did a regular thing on our show, and, and Joe was very prominent in, in this movement as well, Steve. And I, I wonder, like, we've lost touch with Joe over the years, um, and thus maybe I guess I would say I'm guilty of losing touch with the cause because of it. I, I wonder, like, how much progress has been made and whether or not you feel like this gets the attention that it deserves. Well, probably doesn't get the attention that it deserves because most people think, oh, you're an NFL player. You made hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars or whatever. Uh, but they really forget that the guys that played in the 50s and 60s and uh, early 70s, they didn't make a lot of money. Uh, and, and so when you bring that to light, then they go, oh, okay, I understand. I get it. Uh, and so, that, and that's really the, the you know, I, I would tell you that I believe that at some point in time in the not too distant future that Mike Ditka won't need to do this anymore because players, even players that, uh, you know, perform for a year or two in the league now make so much money that they're, they're not going to need help. Uh, but I'm talking about the guys, and, and, this, and Mike's effort is focused on the guys uh, that didn't play in this era and uh, didn't make a lot of money uh and and so and they're the guys that uh are really hurting and are really uh addressed in the effort that mike makes with the gridiron greats assistance fund with steve largent we would hear about players from those days steve talking about their their uh summer jobs or their spring and summer jobs that they would do did you have did you have a job that you had while you were playing for the seahawks I did. I was a biology major at the University of Tulsa, graduated with a degree in biology, and I worked in the uh, crime lab of the police department. And <laughs> so I did that for about two or three years uh, here in Tulsa before I uh, uh, retired from the NFL. And uh, it was really exciting work and fun work. But, uh, you know, I, I was, I was, you know, my mindset was, hey, this money's not going to last forever. you got to have a job. So you better go, you know, try to uh, market your your talents uh, in this other career, uh, so that uh, you know you can afford to feed your kids. With Steve Largent, one interesting fact a fact about your career reminds me and us of our friend Steve Tasker, who is part of our team here in, in Buffalo Radio, and of course Steve had a tremendous pro career himself. You were both cast off, if I if I may, by the Oilers. Steve Tasker was with the Oilers when Jerry Glanville was their coach and was eventually sent here. And um, you have a similar experience before before Glanville, had, both Bum uh, Phillips. Yeah, I had Bum Phillips for my head coach. Uh, Bum was in his second year, my first year in the league. And I went down to training camp. And Bum's uh, mantra was that, you know, he, he wasn't going to kill his players in training camp. He was going to keep them healthy and then let them go uh, in the regular season. And so uh, – but the training camp for a guy coming in as a, as a rookie is really important. And these are all things that I know now that I didn't have a clue of <laughs> when I was uh, first playing. But uh, so I, I, there, there really wasn't uh, in Bum's uh, field, there, there was not a lot of uh, hitting 
going on in in, in uh, the practice you know practice times, and uh, there wasn't a lot of learning either going on. And uh, so I, I, I he, he called me into his office after six weeks of training camp and said, "Look, Steve, we want to give you a chance with somebody else. Uh, you're not going to make it with this team, uh, so we're going to let you go and see see if anybody else would like to have your services." But we don't. And so, boy, when he when he just when he told me they didn't need my services, everything else he told me was blah 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 blah. Because <laughs> it was just like, what? You're kidding? I, I was I was a fourth round draft choice. I was the second player taken in the draft for the Oilers that year. They had a second round and they had a fourth round, and I was the fourth round. And so, uh, but he he you know really, uh, Bum Phillips did me a favor uh, by letting me go because. Uh, I, I I was I did not play play well during uh, training camp, and uh, he let me go, and I ended up getting going to the Seahawks, who were their first year of the franchise. But most importantly, they had signed the coach that I had for three years at the University of Tulsa, Jerry Rome, and so Jerry was the quarterback receiver coach. He did both, and uh, he sent me up there, and, and Jerry had installed. Every pass play that we had at the University of Tulsa for three years, he had installed that in the Seahawks playbook. So, oh, wow. you know, when they said line up, you know, split right 79, I knew where to line up, where to cut, where the quarterback was supposed to throw the ball. And uh, so it was, a, it was a natural fit for me. And uh, so that was really a blessing and, and uh, uh, a, a privilege to play in Seattle. One of two Hall of Famers drafted in that round, Harry Carson uh, being the other in 76. Steve, before you go, pass the pigskin. Pork rind appreciation day. We're all sort of amazed that there is a pork rind appreciation day for a good cause here, and maybe the listeners can win some money. What can you tell us about the contest? Yeah, well, I'm a little amazed at this too, but uh, the pork rind appreciation day is on the same day as the Super Bowl, and uh, they have $5,000 they're going to give to uh, somebody worthy enough uh, to win it, and, and to be honest with you, I don't even know what you have to do to win it. Okay. Uh, but uh, they have the Pork Rind Appreciation Day. It occurs on the same day as the Super Bowl. Uh, every year for the last 15 years, uh, they've been doing it. But uh, that people can go to porkrindappreciationday.com and go to the website and see how you enter in uh, to the contest uh, and, and have the ability to win $5,000. And they have a lot of other prizes and uh, things to give away uh, that they'll do that, and uh, so it, it'll be exciting. Very good. Well, I wish we had more time. I was a, as a kid a big Zorn Largent Seahawks fan growing up, and talk about about oh, the thank game. You. Yeah, you're welcome, and about the game a little more. But uh, we're out of time, and of course your post football career, which is which is uh, well known. Um, thanks. Well, let's, for, get, let's let's make another time, and and we'll talk again. That would sound that sounds great to us. Thank you, Steve. All right, thank you guys, Steve Largent. With us, porkrindappreciationday.com. Got it. Yeah, you, you can remember that. You don't even write, have to write that down. No, right? don't, it's, easy, pork it's rind. easy. Porkrindappreciationday.com. That's, that's it. Done. Right. See, one time. Got it. Glad we were able to make that work. Sal Capaccio coming up next. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, WGR. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Chant. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Yes, Easton Stick. First NFL start coming tonight. He was Carson Wentz's successor at North Dakota State. 
That's who Easton Stick is. But mm-hmm. that, that's not the whole story, but that's one one thing one thing about him. One little nugget. One more thing than I than I knew. I have never seen him in person or any uh, on tape anything. I've never really actually seen Easton Stick, but I've heard that he can run. All right. When you're doing your parlays and everything like that, maybe uh, you could <laughs> okay. somehow oh, find that useful. You just reminded me, I got to check on this Jacobs thing. Yeah, I got to check on that. Sal Capaccio <laughs> on the Wester hotline. I don't know what I. I just got to say, like, I missed it one day. I missed yesterday. I feel like I missed a week. I'm just so, like, I don't know, just not there yet today on, on the show in terms of Bill's Cowboys here. So let's just tee you up for an injury update here. I'm, I'm wondering about Dalton Kincaid and what you think his chances of playing uh, would be here and what it would mean if he didn't make it. Well, I think it would be a big blow if he didn't. But, I mean, he sounded like he was, you know, obviously banged up a little bit, but he said he'd be fine when we talked to him earlier this week after the game. Um, the fact that he's been out there limited, even wearing a red jersey, <laughs> excuse me, guys, is probably a, a really good sign that he's trending in the right direction, as coaches like to say. So as of right now, like on a Thursday, that he's already out there and limited, uh, was estimated to be limited yesterday if they had gone, a full, gone with a full practice, I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it right now. We'll get it from Sean tomorrow. Maybe he's questionable. You know, tomorrow, maybe that's the official designation, but it would be a big blow because, you know, he's been really good for this offense. And it's good. This is why, too, last week when Dawson Knox was coming back and fans, a lot of them were saying, oh, you know, they're better without Dawson Knox. You don't need to put him on. Like, yeah, it's good to have Dawson Knox, though. I mean, what if something were to happen to Dalton Kincaid? Like, he's, it's better having him on the roster, and, you know, you can still use him. But I, I think that they, as of right now, should be able to have Dalton Kincaid. And how did you feel like Knox came through? And do you think there should be more there for him moving forward? Like, was this sort of an easing in? I'm asking because, I mean, maybe coupled with Kincaid at least being, you know, iffy enough to be limited and wearing the non-contact jersey. I wonder if last week was a sign that Kincaid has emerged enough that he's going to lead the way in snap count at tight end or if Knox is just sort of ramping up. I'd be surprised if they went back to more of Dawson than Dalton. Mm-hmm. I think it looks like it. this is, you know, Dalton and his production and what he's doing in the passing game especially. He's kind of earned that right <clears throat> to be the guy. And last week he played, they had 77 snaps. Dalton Kincaid was on the field for 60 of them. Dawson Knox for 36. So you went, you know, percentage-wise, 78 to 47. Now, I'm, I wouldn't discount maybe Dawson having even more or maybe that gap closing – but to me, Dalton Kincaid is probably your number one tight end going forward. But I think still think there's plenty of room for Dawson Knox to be on the field. And especially, you know, the 12 personnel that they use, and they used it again last week. You know, 77 snaps, do the math, right? Um, you had 60, what did I just say, 60 for then only at least 17. But still, you had Knox on the field for 36 of them. So they went 12 personnel quite a bit. And I think that there's still a lot of room to be able to do that. I like what they did with their 12 personnel. They moved these guys around. They split them out. They put them on, you know, sides of the wide receivers. Uh, they got James Cook involved. So, yeah, I think that, you know, having these options is fine. And I wouldn't be surprised if the, the gap closes, but that Dalton Kincaid is still the number one guy. Of course, every week is different, and your mm-hmm. matchups are different, of course, all kinds of things to make it dicey trying to predict a trend here. The guy that I think is really hurt by it, Knox's return, isn't Kincaid, as you're saying. It's, uh, it's Shakir. Mm-hmm. And I wonder about that with Davis really, Sal, just bottoming out here in terms of his his levels and digs coming down 
you know, again, like James Cook, they're throwing vertical routes to Cook, and that's working out, and, you know, Kincaid has been good. But I still am going to want them, and I think everybody would say this, to have, you know, more going on in terms of... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. They're wide receivers, so I feel like Kincaid, or Shakir rather is the one who gets cut into in this, uh, you know, with Knox back. For sure. I mean, there's only enough reps, enough spots for eligible receivers he was still at a, a nice rate, 67% last week. But the week before, without Dawson Knox, Khalil Shakir was on the field for 80% of the snaps. That was against the um, Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Let me just look real quick against the New York Jets because you're right. I mean, obviously the numbers point to it. And then obviously against the Jets, he had that long touchdown mm-hmm. catch and run. It was 70, <laughs> sorry guys, 74%. So, um, yeah, I, it, it feels like that's the case, that Shakir's the guy that, you know, is the guy that's going to lose some snaps. But again... I mean, I, you just you can't have everybody on the field. And you can make an argument maybe Gabe Davis shouldn't play as much. He's not as productive. They like having Gabe out there because he can be a part of everything they do. Whether they run, they pass, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, Gabe Davis, he's on the field. You don't know what's coming if you're a defense. And, you know, you could make that argument for sure because of production. But, again, it goes back to how many spots really are there to, you know, have people and eligible receivers on the field. This is three of the last five games where Davis did not have a catch. And in one of those games, he didn't have a target, just two targets in Kansas City, two against Cincinnati. We remember the end of the Eagle game. He had a nice day in Philadelphia, but the pass that was missed that could have won it in overtime. Sal, is there anything going on that you see or hear in terms of Davis? I mean, is it because it's for years been mostly this where you'd have the so-called boom and bust player in this guy. It's just the busts have been bigger busts here, uh, if you will so far this year. What are you seeing here and, and, and feeling in terms of Davis? Well, it feels like whenever Josh does target him, a lot of times they're not on the same page. And I don't know what that reason is. We can go back to a couple different times. You had the intentional grounding, the, what I thought was a horrible call in Cincinnati, but that's why it was, because they weren't on the same page. Same thing kind of happened against the Jets when he targeted him and they weren't on the same page. Um, 
you know, Gabe hasn't helped himself. He's been inconsistent a few times. We've seen that as well. Um, and then I just think, you know, Gabe Davis is the type of receiver that he's not, he's not a true separator down the field. And, you know, he's got to work, he's got to work to get open. Um, you know, it's, he, there's been times that what, what game was it? There was one game too, where he made a really nice catch in the sidelines um, where he, he found himself open down the field a little bit. Those things happen and we've seen him make big plays, but it's just a struggle for him. I think sometimes to get open and get away. Um, and then Josh has to find him. And then it's got to be – and then, you know, Josh threw the ball last week. There was one across the middle, and we could call it a drop. It was a little behind Gabe. It wasn't perfect. I think Gabe should have caught it. But those things happen as well. And um, to me, they just haven't been on the same page for whatever reason um, a lot of times when he's been targeted. Yeah, enough to maybe make you wonder. Somebody brought this to me after – and I had said it, I think, right after the game on Sunday um, because a, a friend of mine texted me this thought. Like the, the play late against Kansas City where Davis is all alone – and Allen tries to squeeze it into Kincaid mm-hmm. on the sideline. Like one, one thought might be he's not really thinking about Davis because he's not sure he can trust him. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm not going to go that far. I think that Josh trusts Gabe Davis. I, I just think he didn't see him on that play. Mm-hmm. I, I think he throws it to him when he's open and he can get it to him. Um, we had nine different guys, ten different guys get targets, nine different guys right. get catches. I think last week. Um, you know, and I, to me, I, I don't think that's a reason that he doesn't trust him. I think he's thrown it to him in some tough spots too, and he's shown that he does trust him. I just didn't think he saw him there. I that play was coming right at me, and I saw Gabe cut loose, and I'm like, right. And then I thought Josh saw him, but then Josh turned a little bit more to his left, and that's when he actually threw it to Kincaid, and he missed him high with the pass. But yeah, I, I understand why people would think that. I, I don't think that's the case. I mean, if if Josh Allen doesn't trust. Any anybody, it was Gabe Davis or anybody, I think that's a discussion he's going to have with, you know, um, Joe Brady, and that player's probably not going to be on the field that much. There's got to be a reason why he wouldn't trust him. Right, Davis is still on the field like crazy. So correct. One more thing about him is, with three or four catch games going to the wire, he'll still get to his numbers. Like totals wise, he's not too different than last year. He's got six touchdowns this year. Seven's his career high. So, um, really, if you put it all together, it's been a Gabe Davis season. Just, again, recent games and three games out of five without a single catch uh, sort of does jump out. With Sal Capaccio here, Sal, what do you think of the Cowboys in in this matchup? Of course, they've been a big story this year. Prescott is an MVP favorite. It's his best year, and I think it's theirs, even though they've had playoff teams. Uh, Do you see them as a, a level up from what they've been, and just how do you see this this matchup looking i see them as a level up right now at this moment in in their current state i think they're a really good team i think they're playing great um you know but they still have some cracks and some ways that you can beat them and the, the I, I think about the thursday night game a couple of weeks ago in seattle and seattle moved the ball geno smith tore him up i i benched geno smith in my fantasy league thinking oh he's playing dallas right and then he, <laughs> he went off he had like 30 points I didn't say that. That was an example of me. Okay, they can, you know, there's times that they can allow you to move down the field and score points. But, you know, they can be locked down too. You look at outside of that, 17, 10, 10, 13, the numbers they've allowed. They didn't play really good offenses until last week. Obviously, the Eagles did a really nice job of shutting them down. I think the Dallas Cowboys are a very good team. I think they're playing great football right now, though. But that's not, doesn't have to be sustainable for every week. They're also a different team home and away. Uh, they are 7-0 and at home. They're 3-3 three and three on the road. And in those losses, they got blown out by the 49ers, and they lost to the Arizona Cardinals even before Kyler Murray was there. They also lost to the Eagles with no shame in that. 
But, um, you know, they're a different team when they get away from home. They've played three straight home games here. Guys, they haven't been on the road since November 19th for a game. So, you know, you want to catch them at the right time here kind of. They're coming off a big win. They're going on the road for the first time in over a month. I, you know, this might be that type of game. That last road game of theirs was in Charlotte, too, when they had the crowd. Uh, but, yeah, you know, right. yes, it was not in, in their home city. Are, is Dallas Buffalo's second favorite team? You mean fan-wise, base-wise? Yes. What, what NFL team has the second most fans in Buffalo? I never thought about I want to push back on that. I think that there's a lot of Raiders fans here in Buffalo. You know, um, who else? Pittsburgh, maybe, but yeah, it could be. I, I would say Dallas or the Raiders would probably be the teams I would think of first when it comes to non-Bills fans living in Western New York. I, I, yeah, Western New York. Are we including Southern Ontario? Like, I, I just feel like you've got a lot of Canadian fans that are Raiders and Cowboys fans. That, people our age, those people are now, if they're like yeah. in their 30s, are probably Patriots fans, mm-hmm. the Canadians. <laughs> yeah, second Dolphins, favorite. Way, a lot of Southern Ontario Dolphins fans for the same reason. Yep. Second favorite isn't how I want to put it, because that makes it sound like the Bills fans also like Dallas. You know, come on. Right. Right. Our, we like the Bills, but we like Dallas, too. I Who's don't think this? that's the case. Yeah. So, um, all right, well, this is just such a cool moment here. I mean, the season being what it is, and suddenly the Bills not only have life, and even in the division, but kind of just sounds to me, Sal, like everybody thinks they're going to make it. You know, the, the yeah. odds don't exactly reflect that. They're still like 50-50 so, sort of in, in the betting odds. So it's not like it's people think it's a sure thing. But for a, in, in a season where, I mean, we've spent how much time in the last month talking about Sean McDermott and the future and the, the proverbial window and everything like that, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm less in the majority than I think here. But right now, I feel like the fan base is kind of wheels up. Well, I think so, too. I mean, you know, if they, if they go out there and they lose on Sunday – they can still make it. It's going to be a grind, and you're going to have a lot of doubters. But, man, if they win, it is so on, right, with this fan base. I mean, if they win – and, look, I, I mean, we're going to – Joe and I were talking this morning that the 1 o'clock games will will, will determine a lot, and then there's going to be Saturday games. Saturday. Yeah, I mean, if you get I, – I can I can see the Jets beating the Dolphins this week. I can't. The Dolphins are going to probably be without Tyreek Hill, without Devon H. They don't have Connor Williams. You know, the Jets have a really good defense. That game was going to be 10-6 at halftime when they played New York a couple weeks ago, and then they had the Hail Mary return. It's a long way of saying, look, 1 o'clock comes around, that game is being played. If we get to 4 o'clock and the Dolphins happen to lose, I mean, Highmark is going to be jumping with optimism here because the Bills at that moment, would could, they would control their own destiny to yeah. win the division. I think They he, win all the games. Yeah. They're, they're the division champs. I think with Miami having Dallas next and then Baltimore before they get the Bills in the last week of the season – even if they win this game against the Jets, if the Bills beat Dallas, I think yep. by Monday we're we're think we're thinking the division is like you just go get it, guys. Just don't just don't stumble yourselves. Take care of your business, and you're you're going to be there. Yeah, and we're going to know a lot Saturday, right? I yep. mean, every every game on Saturday has something to do with this playoff race, right. some more than others. I mean, right. the Vikings at the Bengals, you got Steelers and Colts. Somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose, right? And then Broncos at Lions Saturday night. By the right. time we get to Sunday, there's going to be even a much, you know, a more understood picture. Whether that's more clear or not, I don't know, but at least more understood. Six, seven, and six teams in the AFC, the Bills being one of the other five, four play on Saturday. So, yes, there'll be a lot of uh, clarity, relative clarity. all the clarity. other ones play before the Bills on Sunday. The only other one is Houston, and they play right. 1 o'clock. And Cleveland would count for the same yeah. kind of point, 8-5, right. but 
Also a 1 o'clock game. Correct. Okay, Sal, thank you. We'll talk to you tomorrow for the roundtable. You guys got it. Thank you. There's Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearance is always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Dallas might be, tell me if I'm wrong, the second. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Second most popular team in Buffalo and the, the most hated or second most hated. And that is going to go by age, right? Yeah. Like the, the majority of both of those clubs are on the older side. Yes. I, I could use some, I, I, I need a little work on my hating Dallas. Do you? Yeah. Man, McCarthy, Joe Ostrowski was talking about his critics. My hand is up. Like just, yeah. I'm not a Mike McCarthy fan, but they've done great. Yeah, I, I thought Prescott was stuck with him, and this year he is flourishing. So guilty. See, Prescott, Prescott's a problem for me in hating them, and so is the coverage. Like I, I don't look, I don't sit around and consume the hot take shows. Okay, like I, I'm not, I've never watched the Skip Bayless show, whatever that's called. Um, but like th- those shows that churn out that content are just. It seems so unreasonable about the Cowboys and about Prescott that I end up. Yes, and this is just stuff that crosses my Twitter feed. Okay, like again, I don't go seeking it out, but like I, whatever, I'm exposed to it somewhat, and I, and I know what those narratives are, and that makes me want to root for a guy like that. Like I, I want to pull for him, and therefore I guess them, and then what? I want the Cowboys to be good. That's not appropriate i live in buffalo and i am of the age where you know we were thinking about where we're gonna go for the riot after they win one of these super bowls (laughs) like i'm not i'm not i'm not the person that should be liking dallas in any way shape or form but that's so interesting i'm sort of stuck because we're we're so alike here i never watched those shows either but that's how i got to jackson was bill polian saying you should play wide receiver right and i was done with bill polian forever right and like all right i want to root for this guy because that's so ludicrous to me heisman trophy winner you know just no it's on the nfl to make it work it shouldn't be hard look at the guy and yet changes position same thing just right the machine right is is unfair to some people you know even alan in his way like alan Mm -hmm. of course was dismissed by most sure analysts before he even even started and I was not, if I need to say it, I just always want to say it when I make that point so nobody thinks like I don't own that I was one of those people, because <laughs> right. I certainly do. 803-0550, phone lines are open now. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. The party is imminent. It's time to choose a, a shirt. Mm. I've already gotten some flack for the t-shirt. Oh, really? Yeah. There's one guy here who's really excited about my, my fashion sense. And he said, he, he asked me the other day, uh, are you going to wear one of those fancy shirts I see you in sometimes? And I said, absolutely. 
And so uh, I'm out there. They're all setting up, and I've got a, t- a T-shirt on from Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. And he's like, what? What? You promised. So I think I'm going to go with the purple one. I brought, well, they, counting are, this T-shirt, I brought three. Are they in here or are they in no, your car? No, they're in the car. They're in the car. Stretching out. Yeah. They're hanging up in the car, stretching out. They're going to be cold. Yeah, they'll be cold. That's a good point. I should go get them right now. Yeah, maybe. I think I'll, I think not, I'll do that. That's not a bad... The party bad starts time. at 5.30. I, anyway. I, I'm just so... I mean, not that you, you don't have, like, a, a, a like the shirts do stand out. I, I mean, I can envision, I haven't seen them today, but I know, mm-hmm. I know, I think I know the shirts you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm just so, I'm, I'm, I'm still processing that one of our coworkers was eager to see the shirts. Yes. That made that much of an impression on Yes, him. Jimmy. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's really something. I'm very, I'm flattered. Yeah, you I'm excited be. about yeah. that. I don't want to let him down. Yeah. I Or but, everyone else. I hear you. Yeah. You never want to, but you can't, as you know, you hear sometimes in our, clips uh you can't please everyone no no now i don't know i sort of feel like i should have worn a clash t-shirt because that's pretty much how i always dress like if you if you had to pick out like if i have ever made an impression on anyone here jimmy so. clothing like say jimmy for yes, instance yes it would be like oh has he got a ramones t-shirt or a wilco t-shirt or like that so i should have been who i instead of you know wearing my best business casual crap Mm-hmm. Or my only mm-hmm. business casual. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for me, my version of those bands is the Scott Fishbowl. Right. Pretty much seven of my ten working shirts right now are uh, Scott Fishbowl I, I, I don't, t-shirts. I, I'm, I don't, you know, as much as this is flattering to you, I, I don't know that I want to stand for this slander about the t-shirt. I like the t-shirt. I think okay. the t-shirt is creative. I think the t-shirt's good. Okay. But, you know, you got to do We'll see how cold do. the shirt is <laughs> when I go get it. I think, I, I think I want to say Dallas is not. The second most popular team in Western New York. I think New England is. That might be right. It's too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do you become a Dallas fan if you're not in the market? It's, you know, because they, they win. Yeah. And America's team, all of that. But they haven't won in a long time. Right. They've barely won playoff games in almost 30 years. Like, they only have a, a small handful of playoff mm-hmm. wins in, since Super Bowl thirty. I think we're into the 50s for the Super Bowl now, I'm pretty sure. That's right. Four yes. or something. Yeah. So um, I don't think Dallas would have the same sort of image. No. As yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder what. I wonder what. How many Dallas fans are in the stands on Sunday? You know, that's well, you mentioned th- Canadians. Canadians, and that's probably right. right? Yeah. Like I. I wonder if that's going to be. You know. It, noticeable, I guess it depends on where you're sitting, but like on TV, for instance, will, will I see pockets of the car? Yes. I, 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 I would expect. I think you will. A few thousand at least. 803-0550. Anybody have a, have a different uh, thought on that? Let us know. Talking about this huge game on Sunday. Bill's about even money to make the playoffs. Do you think they'll make it? Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, back after this here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, 
There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 